Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. I want to talk about Draymond Green getting ejected Saturday night in Charlotte here in a moment, but forgive me if I sound a little off today. I woke up this morning with my wisdom tooth trying to come in. My, my, my gums are inflamed. I'm absolutely miserable. I hate this. I haven't been to a dentist in two years, and this is the sort of thing that happens, I guess, right? And you know, I can make excuses. Usually I put off going to the dentist for the summer because I'm just too busy during the season to make an appointment and make the time for that. And and so that's what I was going to do. And then the coronavirus pandemic hits and I never go to the dentist office. And I'm not going to go now because I don't want to go to any sort of office. I don't want to go to a doctor's office. I don't want to go to a dentist's office right now. And so that's what I guess happens when you go almost two years between dentist appointments is that you wake up and your entire mouth is sore and on fire and swollen, and it hurts what I do here for a living, uh, which is unfortunate. But I'm not going to go to a doctor's office yet. I'm not going to go to a dentist's office. I'm just not going to touch any of that stuff. I'm not going to walk into any of those sort of offices. I don't know about you. I'm just I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not ready to do that. Not during this pandemic. I know that things are looking better, but I'm just still not ready for somebody else's hands to be in my mouth. And so I'm just gonna I'm gonna fight through this. I'm gonna tough through it. And, uh, and I'm just, I, again, I'm sorry if I sound a little funny, uh, and I'm sorry if I get a little frustrated, but never will I be as frustrated as Draymond Green was at the end of that game in Charlotte on Saturday, because with the Warriors up to and needing a stop, he dove for a loose ball, wrestled with Gordon Hayward for it, and when the Hornets called a timeout, they were awarded a jump ball. So Draymond gets upset, screams at the ref, and he's assessed two technical fouls, which triggered his ejection. Foul shots for the Hornets, and then possession of the ball. And so Terry Rozier makes his free throws, hits the game-winning jumper, and that was it. So Steve Kerr talked about it after the game, and he disagreed with the call, but seemed to disagree more with Draymond. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unwind. um, But if you just want to cut to the chase, it's a very difficult uh, call on a loose ball that becomes a jump ball um, that, you know, they get a timeout on. especially because in the exact same situation, um, I was trying to call a timeout when Brad had the ball at the top of the key um, when they forced the jump ball just prior to that. Um, so given that the exact same thing happened back to back, only we actually had possession of the ball um, when, when I tried to call timeout. Uh, and then watching the replay after the game, um, it's a loose ball. You know, the ball's the ball's actually bouncing on the floor. Draymond dives after it. Um, in my estimation, should be another jump ball. Um, as for the uh, technicals, uh, Draymond can't do that. He knows that. Uh, he made a terrible mistake uh, getting teed up and giving them the chance to shoot two free throws and tie the game. As for Steve Kerr's first point. I went back, looked at the video. Brad Wanamaker gets tied up by Lamelo Ball at the top of the key, like he like he was talking about, and there, that is usually an opportunity. You usually see in that situation the possessing team try to call a timeout there. And in the replay, you know, it's happening on Charlotte's side of the, of the court in front of their bench, not in front of the Warriors' bench. So you don't, you don't get to see whether or not Steve Kerr was trying to call a timeout. But you got to believe that he probably was. I don't know why he would make something like that up. And so 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate way to lose. And if you're the referee, I just don't know how you call a technical in that situation. Two technicals. One technical, fine. Maybe I'd understand that. And it was the wrong call to begin with. It was a loose ball. There was no clear possession either way. I don't know that you could have ruled it that way regardless. But to assess Draymond Green in that situation, not one, but two technical fouls, I thought was egregious officiating. I thought it was really, really terrible because he had no technicals prior to that point, Draymond. Had no technicals prior to that point. So with 9.3 seconds left to assess two technical fouls on Draymond, which results in now two foul shots for the Hornets, which allowed them to tie the game. They were down two at that time. The referees, in essence, I thought, decided that game. I thought they decided that game against Charlotte. Now, Terry Rozier scores 15 points in the last couple minutes. He was absolutely on fire. That's against that's on that's on the Warriors, and that's on Terry Rozier for playing great in those moments. The Warriors should not have been in that situation to begin with. They should not have been. And Draymond Green, as Steve Kerr said, should not have put himself in that situation. And he did. You can't bombast you can't lumbast the referee in that in that situation. You have to stay uh, focused on playing defense after the unfortunate uh, ruling by the officials there. That's what you have to do. Everybody else on the team did that. You understand why it's frustrated, but nobody else on the Warriors got upset the way that Draymond got upset. And so he should have been able to rein it in a little bit more. And he didn't. And as Steve Kerr acknowledged, and as Draymond Green himself acknowledged after the game, and we didn't get to talk to him because he was ejected, and I guess that's the award for getting ejected is you don't have to talk to the media after the game. But his, his teammates apparently said that he came in and owned, owned up to the mistake. But whatever. Whatever. If you own up to the mistake, it doesn't matter. You, you made the mistake. And he does this too often, I think. And it shows, I think, how frustrated he can be when the Warriors are not at the top of the sport, when they're not winning the way that he is accustomed to them winning. Because within a matter of five days, he goes off on the Andre Drummond stuff. He goes, he goes off on the, on the ref at the end of this game. And it's not to say that either of those instances, he was not warranted. It was not, it's, he had a point with the Andre Drummond stuff, which we've talked about, and I want to talk about it a little bit more later on. And he had a point in being upset with the officials. Not as good of a point, but he had a point. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying he seems very frustrated right now. And the Warriors right now are 16 and 15. They're eighth place in the Western Conference. They've yet to string together two, uh, uh, three straight winning games. They've, they've yet to really just get out of this malaise of this 500 ball club. They just haven't hit that other level that they are so desperately trying to break into. And I, and I just, it seems to me that Draymond Green, we've seen this in the past, he just seems to be in a frustrated space right now. Probably doesn't help that he has to guard other centers every night because James Wiseman and Kevon Looney are out. That's probably not helping things. And, it's pro- and, and the, the call at the end of the game by the refs probably wasn't helping things either. Like I said, the referees, just stay out of it at that point. Just, you don't have to. Draymond Green is yelling at you. So what? He hasn't gotten a single technical all game. He hasn't been a problem all game. And then you give him two technicals in, those situa- in that situation, giving the Hornets not one but two technical free throws so that they could tie the game, plus possession. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. So I agree with Steve Kerr. Shouldn't have been the call, and they should have been. And it was inconsistent with what was happening on the other end, just the possession before. But also, that does not make Draymond Green's reaction right. And he has to 
the Warriors don't get to lose these games anymore. Back in the dynasty days when you had Kevin Durant and you can just go ahead and win 60 games with your eyes closed, go ahead. Cost the Warriors a game with some dumb technicals at the end or, or, or going off with the referee with 10 seconds left in the game. Go ahead. You can do that. In the regular season, you can go ahead and cost them a game. But we saw them co- this, this sort of thing cost them an NBA Finals, arguably, in 2016. And it cost them a really important game. Because this season, the Warriors can't afford to lose games against winnable teams. Uh, they can't afford to lose against teams in winnable games. They just can't. Not in this regular season. Not when you're 16 and 15 and just desperately clinging to a playoff position right now. It doesn't work that way. Uh, I want to get to Charles Barkley responding to Draymond's double standard take in a moment. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, use the promo code Locked On on their website, on your mobile device, and sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so we haven't gotten a chance around here to get to Charles Barkley's comments on Draymond Green yet, and I want to do that now because last week he responded to Draymond's comments about the NBA's double standard. Uh, let's quickly play Draymond's comments in case you forgot those. To watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise. No one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team, and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room, and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. So Barkley basically responded to that the way he always does, with a derivative argument that amounts to winning and losing. Essentially saying that if the Warriors need a better that the Warriors need a better record in order to validate the merit of Draymond's argument. Now, here's the quote, which was from Bill Simmons' podcast last week. Quote, I think Draymond has to be really careful. All that stuff is cute when you're winning, but when you're in last place, it's annoying. When you're a great player, you could do and say what you want to do. When you're on a good team, you can do and say what you want to. When you're in last place, you have to stand down. He hasn't learned that yet. End quote. 
Now, some people think of Barclay's thing as an act, and maybe some of it is, but I truly do believe he believes this sort of thing. And that and what makes Charles Barkley entertaining is that he's supposed to be interesting, right? That and this just to me, when he when he brings these takes to the table, it's just not interesting. That's the problem here. I don't really care if Charles Barkley likes or dislikes Draymond Green's argument. But just at least be interesting. And this is just so uninteresting to me. So you're telling me that if Draymond Green, if the Warriors had the same record as the Brooklyn Nets or the Utah Jazz or the Clippers, or like now we get to talk about Draymond's comments, but because they've only won 16 games and they've lost 15 games, then we don't get to talk about Draymond's comments? Now they're somehow less validated because the Warriors lost a couple more games than those other teams? And then we just have to end it there. That, to me, isn't interesting. That, that's not interesting. Charles Barkley, you're an Emmy Award winner. You've won Emmys for this sort of thing, and that's what your argument is? And so it, on this TNT show, so often it's just him and Shaq just saying, well, you weren't as good as me. Draymond Green, you weren't as good as me, so shut up. Or X player, you weren't as good to me, so you weren't as good as me, so this, this and that. And it's just boring. It's just not a good argument anymore, and I'm just getting sick of it. And it's problematic because now what you're telling me is that Kyrie Irving can come out here and say that the earth is flat and we have to listen to that because his team is better than the Warriors. And Draymond Green has clearly what was something that he wanted to talk about and it was well thought out and it was a point that he had been meaning to make. That He, he took the reins of this post-game interview. Kareth Burke from NBC Sports asked about Steph Curry and he gives her a very short answer and then takes the reins on the interview and veers it in this direction and says the thing that he wants to say that he had been meaning to say that is well thought out and well argumented and I talked about the merits of that argument last week and yet we can't really talk about that because his team wasn't winning enough but Kyrie Irving come out and say all the ridiculous things that he says and do all the ridiculous things that he does and, we ha- and somehow, because Brooklyn is beating the Clippers this weekend on Sunday night, we have to take that more seriously? It's just a ridiculous argument. It's just a ridiculous argument, and it's not a good one. And I just want more interesting stuff from that TNT. Just give me, just do better than that, Charles Barkley. Just do better than that. I don't care about this derivative argument so much, uh, about the merits of it. I'm not going to sit here and argue whether or not Draymond Green should have been able to say something because he's winning, or whether or not Draymond Green was as good as Charles Barkley, and he wasn't. Charles Barkley was an MVP. He was a great. He was one of the greatest players ever. Draymond Green is going to go down as maybe one of the most influential players of all time. Charles Barkley was awesome. So was Shaquille O'Neal. I get it. Congratulations. But Draymond Green says something that's at least interesting here. And so if I'm Charles Barkley, you could talk all day long about how Draymond Green is just, you know, the uninteresting player in the boy band or whatever you want to, it is that you want to say. You could talk all of that stuff if you want. And apparently they get along. Charles Barkley says this all along, that they get along. I don't think Draymond Green very much likes Charles Barkley. I have no indication that he ever does, that he does whatsoever. That said, when Draymond Green retires and... Corporations like TNT or ESPN or these channels, and they want to hire Draymond Green as a broadcaster, what he's doing now is going to be far more interesting than what it is that Charles Barkley is doing now. 
So maybe, yeah, Charles Barkley, you might have a point. Maybe you were a better player than Draymond Green in your day. Maybe they don't win enough right now to your liking. Maybe that's true. But Draymond Green might end up being a better broadcaster than you when it really matters. Because if this is all you got, Charles Barkley, this is not interesting. You can't say stuff until you win. That's not interesting. You're an Emmy winner. Get more interesting than that. Be more interesting. Do better. I've got a question about Steph's playing time in the fourth quarter next. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. I used to be a big protein bar guy because I liked to have them in the car or when I was commuting to games. I always found that I was hungry around 4 o'clock. And I wanted to not only have a healthy snack, but one that would help me get through the rest of my day. And so when Locked On, when the Locked On Podcast Network brought on Built Bar as a sponsor, I was intrigued. Turns out that these are the best protein bars I've ever tasted. They satisfy my hunger while I'm busy at work. They work perfectly with my low-carb and low-sugar diet. And Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women. Whether you want to maintain or you want to lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat, Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're starting a keto diet in 2021. They have 18 amazing flavors. My favorites are peanut butter brownie, toffee almond, and raspberry. And they have nut-free options for those of you who want to avoid nuts. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've gotten a lot of emails from you uh, who have tried it. And most of you seem happy with the product, and I've heard some of you say that you thought it was too sweet. Well, maybe don't buy the German chocolate cake option. Try something a little bit more mellow, like apple almond crisp or carrot cake, because I'm telling you, these things are good. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Listen to Locked On NBA on Mondays when Josh Lloyd, host of our widely popular Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, takes you around the NBA's major headlines with help of our local experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today, wherever you get podcasts. Let's open up the mail. Bob Koo writes in, Wes, love your columns. Well, thanks. I grind my teeth at times at Steve Kerr's use of Curry in the fourth quarters. Why does he limit him to about half a quarter? Will Chamberlain averaged 46 minutes. Kobe around 40. Why not three more minutes? For Steph Curry in the fourth. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for the compliment, and I recommend not grinding your teeth because then you end up like me and your mouth is on fire during an entire podcast. Um, so, look, this has come up quite a bit, especially after Steve Kerr's comments the other day about not wanting to chase wins by playing Steph Curry more in the fourth quarter. And I think it probably wasn't the right wording from Steve Kerr saying that he didn't want to chase wins. I understood what it was that he was trying to say that you don't want to stretch or overburden Steph Curry this year because realistically the Warriors are not a title contender this year and you don't want to you know add extra miles to Steph Curry on a season where he doesn't really need it because you're really looking forward to next year and the year after that as potential title winning type of seasons. So I get that. Again, the phrasing, the way that Steve Kerr said it and presented that inform- that idea wasn't great. To say that you don't want to chase wins is not a thing that's going to go over well in any fan base. I think that he could probably play Steph Curry more in fourth quarters. I don't think that the Warriors should feel so entitled to trying to win championships next season or the year after. Or, you know, take this year even for granted. Because Steph Curry is in the middle of his prime, and I think you need to play him a little bit more minutes if it means that you have a chance to win games. And I think what that what that does is that it maintains the culture. And I think that is something that this Warriors organization may take for granted is the fact that they have a winning culture. And 
It is not a. It is not just a thing that you have once you have it. It is not a thing that you purchase and then own. And then own. It doesn't work that way. Culture doesn't work that way. It's a living, breathing thing that you have to nurture and take care of. And I think the Warriors aren't necessarily doing that. You get one year when you miss the playoffs. That was last year, and it was understandable. Steph Curry goes out for the season with a broken hand. You lose Kevin Durant. You don't have Klay Thompson. You understood why it was that they only won 15 games last year. They don't have that excuse this year, even with Klay Thompson out. Steph Curry's playing. Draymond Green's playing. You added a bunch of free agents. You drafted James White. You don't have that excuse anymore. You get one mulligan. You get one. You don't get two. And you certainly don't get them two years in a row. You have to make the playoffs if you're the Warriors this year. You have to. And so it may take having to chase wins in the fourth quarter in order to make the playoffs. They cannot take for granted that they're going to make the playoffs. That's not a guarantee this year. If I were them, I'd be trying to leapfrog this playing tournament and end up in the top six seeds in the West, which I think is doable for them if they chase wins, if they could stay healthy, and if some of these things come together. Now, that said, I don't know that playing Steph Curry an extra three minutes in the fourth quarter is going to help most nights. But I think that the Warriors should be a little bit more open to it. I do. They should be a little bit more open to, all right, if, if Steph Curry is having this kind of game— and it's clear that the Warriors need him in order to win this particular night, then yeah, maybe you do get him in there a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter. I don't think that that should be out of the question. I don't think that that should be out of the question whatsoever. Now, Steve Kerr's rationale this whole time is that they want to keep him around 36 minutes. They don't want to go much higher than that, uh, that they're taking the long view and all these sort of things. And again, my argument is, why take the long view when Steph Curry is great right now? Why take the long view when Steph... Curry is squarely in the middle of his prime today. Let him play more in those fourth quarters if it means that he can win you a game. Go ahead and let him do it. That's how you're ultimately, I think, going to make the playoffs. And more specifically, avoid being, you know, seed 7, 8, 9, or 10. Because, you, again, you want to be top 6. You want to be top 6 this year. You don't want to deal with the play-in tournament. You're a real playoff team if you're in the top 6 in your conference. That's how you're going to get there. That's so, that much is clear. We're almost halfway done with the season, people. If you're waiting on some higher level, I mean, it's you're running out of time here. You're running out of time. And I understand that you've been playing without a center for basically the entire month of February. I understand that. I get that you're trying to get healthy. But how much is Kevon Looney and James Wiseman really going to do to help you win games in that fourth quarter? At some point, you're going to have to chase wins. And I would, I would probably say it's better to chase wins now than have to do it right before the playoffs. When you're, in the, when you're fighting for playoff position then. Just earn it right now. If you're waiting to break into some higher level of basketball, right now, the Warriors, what you are is a 500 team with or without Kevon Looney and James Wiseman in lineup. That's what you are. You're a 500 team. What's the way to get out of being a 500 team? Play your best player a little bit more when it matters. You don't have to play him entire second quarters. You don't have to play him all the entire fourth quarter. You don't have to give him eight or nine minutes instead of six minutes every night in the fourth quarter. But when it's just apparent that you can win this game by playing Steph Curry longer in the fourth quarter, just do it. Don't try to rocket science this thing and give Steph Curry a little bit more credit. The way that he takes care of his body. I talked to his trainer a couple weeks ago. He said that even in the offseason, he makes sure that he is always ready to play he, he keeps his body in shape to the point of he could play an NBA game within two weeks. He is always able to play an NBA game within two weeks of being notified that he has to go play an NBA game. 
That's the hypothetical that him and his trainer, Brandon Payne, use to make sure that he is in playing shape the whole year. Give him a little bit more credit with how he takes care of his body. By the way, he just missed an entire season. He can afford it this year. Just go out and make the playoffs. That's going to mean playing Steph Curry three, four, five more minutes in a fourth quarter every once in a while. But just go do it. That's what you have to do now. That's what you're going to have to do now. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. And a reminder, we are doing a five-star review mailbag later this week. All you have to do in order to ask a question for that mailbag, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and then ask your question within that review. I'm going to gather a bunch of those together and then do a mailbag later in the week using those, using those questions. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning.